This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 548. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 548. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're, if you're listening in this season of end of spring, getting close to summer, I hope you're somewhere in the sun. I hope you're feeling the sun on your skin. That's like my favorite feeling this time of year. It's this hope that the days are going to get warmer and there's going to be time outside and there's going to be vacation. And that just makes me really happy and gives me something to look forward to. And even in this time where travels looked really wonky and our family still hasn't gotten back to any sort of kind of travel that we used to do, I'm looking forward to camping and beaches. And luckily we live in places or live near places where we get to do a lot of that in the summer. So oh, it feels good to have that on the horizon. So I want to talk about something today that I'm really intrigued by. And it's come from a few conversations I've had recently. So a few people have reached out to me and with these same comments, and it occurred to me like, hmm, I need to do a podcast on that because this is something that it looks like maybe I have figured out. And while I have some great solutions, this is not something I have in the bag and maybe you can relate. So here's the thing. We're going to talk about how to deal with doubt. And the truth is that we all carry doubt, all of us. 
And this reminds me of imposter syndrome, where like everyone has imposter syndrome at different times in their life. And if you're not familiar with imposter syndrome, it's where you feel like an imposter doing whatever it is that you're doing. So some of us might feel like imposters when we are, maybe we have a new position at work, or I know it's really common when people get up on stage and they're like, who am I to be here? Like, I am not an expert or a speaker and I'm not qualified to be here and someone else should be here in my place because other people are more qualified. And we tell ourselves all these stories, right? where we just make ourselves feel like total imposters in our own lives or in certain situations in the moment. And imposter syndrome is very much rooted in doubt for sure. So I've said before, like we all struggle with imposter syndrome at different times in our lives. And I've talked about the example, the story of when I went to see Macklemore, you know, my boyfriend Macklemore, who I could not adore more. And he talked about imposter syndrome and he didn't label it as such, but he talked about like the fear he had about not being able to sell enough tickets to his shows. And this is in Seattle where he's from, where I'm from. And he's talking about like, we didn't know if we should book this stadium or not because we didn't know if we could fill enough seats. And then he ended up selling it out. He's like the artist who sold it out the most times now. And so this is someone who like breaks records selling out stadiums. And he still is like, I don't know if I'm qualified to be here. Like, I don't know if like enough people will buy tickets. So it just, everyone has this, right? So here is the thing. With imposter syndrome, we all have doubt as well, just like imposter syndrome. So we all carry doubt, even the most polished and pretty people on the internet, (laughs) for real. And so when you look at other people's lives, and especially when we look through this lens of social media, it's really easy to think like, oh, they have it all figured out. Like they know what they're doing and they always have so much confidence around it and they know their next steps and they do it with ease and grace and without worrying about it or without panicking or freaking out or doubting themselves or thinking that they're not qualified. And the reality is that's not true. So in recent months, a number of people have applauded the ways that I've shown up online and in my business over the last year. And you might hear me kind of chuckling as I say that, because first of all, that's really kind and really generous. And also I have worked my ass off this last year. So don't want to minimize that. Like I've really hustled to continue to show up and continue to be successful and continue to keep my team working during this pandemic for sure. But what's been interesting to me is people have been applauding this And they've been suggesting that I've done it without doubt, that I have just like known what to do in every moment and I've just done it and it's just worked and that's not true. (laughs) And so it is not that I have not had a lot of doubt in the last year. It is not that I have not wondered and worried, am I making the right decision or the best decision? Because that's just human nature, right? While I've had some confidence around doing things in uncertain times because I've had to do that before and I had to do that with my business in 2008, 2009 when the economy crashed, like I've been through these big transitions before that can be really scary and uncertain. So I had some confidence around like, well, I've been in a similar situation before where I didn't know how long this was going to last and exactly what was going to happen. But that did not mean that I did not have plenty of doubt. So it is not that I have been doubt free this year. Not at all. In fact, I have doubt on a fairly regular basis, especially when things feel out of my control and unpredictable. So, you know, like every single day of 2020, (laughs) because a lot of things have felt out of my control this year and a lot of things have felt unpredictable and uncertain and unprecedented. And so, of course, I've had tons of doubt this year, just like you, just like everybody else, just like every business owner I know. And it's been interesting to me as I've talked to especially a lot of my entrepreneur friends and they're like, oh, you've just been crushing it. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> I mean, I've been working really hard. <laughs> yes, I have. But crushing it, I don't know. So this is the thing. I know how to manage doubt 
perhaps on an expert level because dread is one of my gifts of my anxiety. So, and I'm using gifts in air quotes. So I manage a lot of dread. And this is pre-pandemic. Like every morning when I wake up, And for as long as I can remember, I wake up with dread. And this is not something I would wish on anyone. But when you are someone who wakes up with dread, you are very intimately connected to doubt and what that feels like. You know what that feels like. So this dread tries to tell me that things are going to be hard. It tells me that maybe I won't be able to figure things out or get things done the way I want or be able to perform at the level that I want. And this dread leads to a lot of self-doubt. So I have to call out that dread as the big fat liar that it is on a very regular basis. So because I'm used to doing that, that actually helps me manage self-doubt. Because I manage anxiety and the accompanying dread on the daily, I'm intimately connected to the feelings of doubt that show up with that. And I have worked to overcome this doubt with some simple mental reframes that work really predictably well for me, thankfully. And that's what I want to talk about today. So after receiving so many compliments on how I've powered over the last year and powered through things, it occurred to me that maybe you're not seeing the full truth or seeing the full doubt behind my Instagram photos and behind the different things we've talked about on the show. And that's not fair. That's not what I want you to see. I want you to know the reality. The truth is that, of course, I've had a lot of doubt this year. And I always have a lot of doubt because that's part of someone who's managed anxiety. And if you heard me talk two weeks ago, I did a whole episode on managing anxiety and PTSD and what that has looked like for me since I was very, very young. And part of that, again, in as one of the gifts of that in air quotes is that I've had to learn how to wake up in the morning and be like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do it and then prove it to myself every single day (laughs) that I can do it. And so managing doubt is something I'm really, really familiar with because of that context. And so when people (laughs) say like, you're just doing it and you're crushing it and it looks great. And I'm like, thank you because I'm working really hard. And also let me tell you the truth behind what this success looks like and what it looks like when you don't get to see the full picture in a cute little Instagram photo with like my, you know, a cute shirt and some cute earrings. (laughs) So let's dig in. Let's talk about the four specific ways I reframe doubt every damn day. So the first one is something I borrow very routinely from Glennon Doyle. So in Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, she talked about acknowledging what is true and what is beautiful. And I go back to this all the time. And this is like, this is how I have my Pollyanna moments and my like finding silver lining moments where when I feel like things are really hard or really overwhelming or really frustrating, I will go back to what is true and what is beautiful. And she uses that as a reframe as well. So Glennon Doyle talks about suffering with depression and overwhelm and anxiety and through a lot of really deeply uncertain times in her life, especially as it relates to having gone through a significant eating disorder and addiction and divorce and realizing that she's gay and like all these layers, always returning to what is true and what is beautiful. And this has really, really helped me reframe things on hard days and in hard moments to not get overwhelmed with the things that are right in front of me. Because what happens when I get overwhelmed with the things right in front of me, I lose track of what is true and what is beautiful. And so in really frustrating moments, I try to stop myself and be like, okay, so this thing is hard. Yes, we will honor that. Or this thing is frustrating or making me angry or making me sad or whatever. But what is true and what is beautiful beyond that? It can't just be this thing that is consuming me right now, because if I let this thing consume me, then 
that's no good for anyone. Like it's not good for me. It's not good for my family. It's not good for my clients. So always looking at what is true and what is beautiful. And when you look at what is true and what is beautiful, you start to get a sense of power. In fact, I just did this morning, I made a list of like seven things that are working well for me right now. And I'm coming off of the back end of doing the four-week Shameless MomCon Collective and opening enrollment for those members of the collective into a couple different programs. And so it's just been a lot of returning to what is true and what is beautiful because this is a season where I'm I'm working really hard. And when I work really hard, I am constantly showing up for other people. And sometimes I'm it's I lose sight of showing up for myself. So this morning I made this list of what is true and what is beautiful. And oh my gosh, I found, I was able to identify like seven different things that I put on that list. And I felt so good when I was done. I was like, yes, like these are the things that are true and beautiful. And I'm so excited to go live this day. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners 
listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS. S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S. AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. And it was some of the things on the list were related to my family. Some of them were things I'm looking forward to. Some of them are things that happened in the last couple of days. Some of them were just things that are true and beautiful that are not really event related. But it just gave me this grounded feeling of you're allowed to be tired. You're allowed to be overwhelmed. You're allowed to be ready to move into the next phase of work and the things that are coming in this this summer, which I'm looking forward to, but I feel like I'm not quite there yet. And you can sit and recognize what is true and what is beautiful in this moment as well so that you don't have to be overwhelmed by everything else. So that's number one, identifying what is true and what is beautiful and thanking Glennon Doyle for that gift that she gave us <laughs> as a reframe. The second thing is identifying the hard feelings, identifying and owning like this is hard and frustrating and I'm tired or I'm angry or I feel, you know, I feel exhausted or I feel deceived or I feel not supported. And I'm thinking through the collective so many things as we were in the Shameless Mom Con collective People talked about so many different circumstances in their life where they feel powerless or frustrated or not supported or not seen. And all of that is so valid. So dealing with doubt is not about bypassing the hard feelings in order to only see what is true and what is beautiful. It's the both and identifying like these are the things that are really hard and I get to own that this is hard and this sucks and I'm mad. And also here's what is true and what is beautiful. So you get to own those hard things too. And it's really important that you own those hard things. So I had to work through this issue with my business identity being used inappropriately, like basically like business identity theft in the last month or two. And it's been super frustrating. (laughs) So, so frustrating. And it's just taken up a ton of time and energy at a time when I really needed to be using my time and energy for my business and for my family and like all these other things that are happening in my life that are so much more positive, by the way, than dealing with like the small business administration and government agencies and your tax ID number and all these kinds of things. And so I've had to multiple times sit down and be like, I'm really mad, really frustrated. I feel very betrayed. And I feel like the government does not have my back. And like, all these things, right? I get to own all of that. And as soon as I can own it and identify it and be like, you can own and honor all that. And also, this is not going to be the thing that distracts me from showing up for the rest of my life because that's not okay. And I'm not going to let this situation get those best parts of me. And so identifying the hard feelings and then determining and deciding what you're going to do with them. So definitely, definitely create that space to identify the hard feelings. Because if you just try to bypass them, they just simmer. (laughs) I mean, if you're anything like me, like they simmer into you being passive aggressive or even just outright aggressive to people that you love, that you don't really want to hurt, but you don't have the patience to be patient with. And so really giving yourself that space to identify the hard feelings is really important when you're dealing with doubt. So you're having those moments of doubt and you recognize like, hey, this is frustrating, or this is unfamiliar, or I'm not sure if I can do this, and this feels vulnerable, or this feels scary. For sure, recognizing, owning, and honoring all that, and then deciding what you're going to do with it. So that takes us right into number three. You own and identify those hard feelings. And then the next thing you do, number three, is you identify where you have power in terms of options and paths forward. And this is where you get to move from that place of hard feelings into a place of feeling 
confidence and feeling hope. And so identifying like this sucks and I'm mad or I'm hurt or whatever for X, Y, Z reasons. And here's where I have power. Here are my choices. Here's what I can do with this. And looking at those options and deciding like, what would it look like if I were to choose one path versus the other or one of three options and really looking at what are the you get to choose. And I've talked about this before, like you get to choose. And so in any situation where you're stuck in those hard feelings, pushing yourself to that place of like, I get to choose and what am I going to choose right now? And so when you can identify where you have power in terms of options and paths forward, then you get stuck. You can pull yourself out of those places where you're stuck just in the hard feelings or just spinning in doubt. Because when you just sit and spin in doubt, it can be a real quick and long downward spiral, right? So what are you going to do to get yourself out of that doubt and move forward and see where you actually do have power? When you can see that you actually have options besides sitting in doubt, that alone feels powerful. And then when you can look at like, okay, option A would take me here. Option B would take me here. Option C would take me here. Which of those seems like the best option right now? Then you can start to step out of the doubt. And often with those options, you can see how would I be supported if I were to choose each one? Or what are the potential outcomes if I were to choose each of these? And then you can start to see back to number one, what is true and what is beautiful with each option and what is true and what is beautiful in terms of what's most aligned with who I want to be in this moment. And that gives you a sense of power. I know that for me, there's been situations where I've had a lot of self-doubt and felt powerless, which really makes me frustrated, (laughs) whether that's in a relationship or working with the government on this stupid business thing or in any of the unpredictable things and uncertain things of 2020. And when I can start to see options and I can see how I will feel if I start moving toward any of those options, that feels like such relief. And when I can sense that, okay, if I take this step, then I can get out of this yucky feeling and move past it and move back into the place where I am at my best, or at least working toward the place where I'm at my best, then that feels like hope. And that feels like belief, like I can do it, I can overcome this feeling. So that's really, really important. And that's really important when you wake up in the morning. And if you're someone like me, and you wake up with dread, that when you wake up in the morning, then you can pull yourself out of that dread place or that place of self doubt and acknowledge early in the day, or early in a circumstance or situation, what are the couple things you're going to do to get yourself out of that spiral before it gets going too deep. And so for me, There's a few things that I routinely do that get me into that path forward. And so for me, it's my exercise, it's journaling a little bit, I mean, like a very little bit, (laughs) like very few, writing down a few sentences that make me feel powerful, um, and remind me like what I'm going to do that day, and reminding me the things that are really good. I will even say what's funny, this is a really good example that might be surprising. So for the longest time, I had dread and doubt on the days that I had to do podcast interviews, like when I was going to interview people for my show. And what's so weird about that is I didn't think that the interviews were going to go poorly, but I just always had this like, I hope I can do it. I hope I can do my best. I hope that it's a really great conversation. I hope nothing weird happens or I hope that like, I don't say the wrong thing, just like weird little things, which are probably like if you were to think about how you would feel going into an interview, those might be relatable feelings, right? But in my mind, I was like, why do I feel this way? Like, I've been doing this for so long. I've done this hundreds of times. I shouldn't feel this way anymore. 
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. And then what I had to do is I started looking at where I had power. And this actually goes into our number four, which we'll get into in a minute. But I started looking at where I had power. And I was like, hold on a minute. Let's look at the evidence here. What is true and what is beautiful? What is true and what is beautiful is I've done this hundreds of times. And it always goes really well. I'm actually really good at holding space for people. I'm even really good at holding space for people who are not great at doing interviews. So maybe they're not that experienced or they're not that comfortable or they just feel uncertain or uneasy because it's not familiar to them. Or maybe we have different beliefs. So not that they're not great at doing interviews, but we have different beliefs and I have to navigate that a little bit. I'm really good at doing all that. I've done it hundreds of times. And so what I started looking at was the evidence that supported the truth instead of sitting in this dread of like, I'm just want it to be over. I'll be relieved when it's done. And then I know that I've like done my best, (laughs) which is a silly thing to say or a silly thing to think, because here's what I know. I know that I always show up as my best self in my interviews. I know that I carry, hold a lot of space for my interviewees. I know that I get a lot of great feedback on how I handle interviews and how comfortable I make people. And I know that I really, really enjoy them while I'm doing them. So why would I go into them with dread or doubt, right? It makes zero sense. So I had to like remind myself of all of that and then look at my options. So my options were to wake up in the morning and be like, oh my gosh, I have four interviews today. Like, hope it goes well. Just want it to be over. So then I'll know that it's done and it'll feel so much better on the other side. And instead be like, no, like you get to go have these four really amazing conversations. You're going to have so much fun. You're going to love each one of these. In fact, some of these people are going to end up being your friends that you didn't even know you needed in your life. And those were the places that I started to have power and look at my options. My options were that I could be like worried about the interview or I could be really excited and know that I'm going to have fun. And my history and the past 
had given me proof that I was going to have fun because I'd done this hundreds of times and had fun, right? So now on my interview days, I am so much more excited and I don't have that dread anymore. I'm not like hoping it goes well. I'm confident that it's going to go well because what is true and what's beautiful, I've done this a whole bunch of times. I do it really well, right? So this takes us to number four. Number four is identify your superpowers and how you can apply them to this situation. So one of my superpowers is helping people feel comfortable in conversation when they're sharing. And it's taken me a long time to recognize that. But now that I can recognize that, because I've done it hundreds of times, I can apply them to those situations where I feel dread and where I feel worried and where I feel doubt. What are your superpowers and how can you apply them to the place or the situation or that space where you're feeling doubt? You have superpowers that you are not giving yourself credit for. You have strengths that you minimize or dismiss or just completely ignore because they probably come innately to you. So there's plenty of people that would be like, wow, talking behind a microphone, that must exhaust you. It doesn't at all because it's my superpower. Having a conversation with someone that's going to be recorded for thousands of people to hear. For a lot of people, they would be like, that's so scary. And how do you do it? It's not hard for me. That doesn't mean that I don't like, have nerves around it sometimes or want to show up and do my best. Of course, I always want to show up and do my best, but it's my innate gift and talent and I'm uniquely good at it. It's my zone of genius. That's my superpower. So when I have doubt around showing up for a conversation, whether it's on someone else's show or on my own, I can look at, hold on, wait a minute. This is your superpower. You're going to show up today and you're going to use your superpowers to make other people comfortable, to give people space to share, to coach and be able to create teachable moments out of other people's stories, that's what you're really, really good at. So where can you distill down what you're really good at and then apply it to the situation you're having doubt around? So maybe you're thinking about you have to have a really uncomfortable conversation with someone and that feels nerve wracking to you because you hate confrontation. This is something that comes up all the time in Momentum Mom is in our membership community where people are like, I have to have this uncomfortable conversation and I'm really dreading it and I'm filled with doubt. And what if the other person gets mad or what if they don't agree or what if I don't know how to answer or respond to something and they get defensive? So what if you could look at your superpowers and your superpowers, you know that you are super compassionate and you know that you're a great listener and you know that you want everyone to win, maybe you're like a known like peacekeeper kind of person, then if you can identify that those are your superpowers, then know that going into a conversation, while it might be uncomfortable, because maybe you do have to bring up something that's uncomfortable topic that you would maybe deem to be quote unquote confrontational, if you go into that knowing that you're going to do it with a compassionate heart and that you're going to be listening, using your listening ears rather than trying to like jump down someone's throat, and you know that you're going to be doing it in a way that allows space for everyone to have their voice heard and then create space for people to come to an amicable agreement because you by nature are a peacekeeper and a peacemaker. If you went into it knowing all of that, then you could release all the doubt around it, right? That doesn't mean you wouldn't maybe be nervous, you wouldn't maybe have some discomfort around it, but you could release a ton of the doubt around it, right? So those are your four ways to deal with doubt. First of all, recognize that everyone carries doubt So it's not just you, it's everyone. And most of us carry it every day in different places and spaces and to different degrees. So when you feel that creeping in, whether it's every morning when you wake up, like it is for me, or if it's just in certain situations, just certain places and spaces, number one, acknowledge what is true and beautiful. Number two, identify the hard feelings and own and honor them. Number three, identify where you have power in terms of options and paths forward and then decide which one you want to take. And number four, identify your superpowers and how you are going to apply them to this situation. 
And all of that will allow you to release the doubt in order to move forward with power, in order to honor who you are, in order to honor your core values, in order to honor who you are becoming. I hope this was helpful. Let me know. I always love your feedback. So let me know on social media. Give me a shout out on Instagram. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy so that I know, or no, not at the Shameless Mom Academy. Tag me at Shameless Mom Academy and let me know how this episode resonated. And I will be back here in just a couple of days with a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.